and um, I hear the first officer call out. And, and the first officer jumps on the radio and he screams, holy shit, the goat man. And I mean, it's just like everything went quiet. And my, I, I could hear the ringing in my ears and I could feel my heart race. And so I hit my life and I went flying up there. I'd been told by some old, older people, elders, that you grab them and you hold them and you, you, you don't own them, but you, you hold them there until daylight. If you can hold them or pull it in, pull them into the light, it uh, destroys anything they have, uh, any kind of power or anything that, or anything they were trying to do to you, it'll, it'll destroy them. This guy was like bouncing, like. You know, like how you, you see people kind of getting ready to jig? You know how they kind of bounce? Yeah, he was like that way. He was just kind of bouncing, and he was just kind of going back and forth and one foot to the other. And uh, and he just kind of turned sideways, and he turned back over to the other way, and and uh, he took off. Holy shit, he jumped in Wanda. Welcome back. I'm your host, Rod Williamson, and you're listening to Lodge Tales. This is part two of our Christmas episode, and in this episode we talk about why you should believe your kids when they're telling you that they're they're getting bothered by something or they're getting spooked, and you might not, you know, you might think your kids are just having overactive imagination or something like that. But no, I really think you should probably think harder about what they're telling you. And uh, we also talk about why we don't share too much of our knowledge. So I hope this gives you a better understanding of why, you know, you might ask. A lot of people might not even know that we're so secretive about a lot of things. or hesitant to share about a lot of things. But in this episode, we talk about kind of why that is. And uh, why it's important to believe in, you know, the spiritual ways of, of whatever they are that you come from. Your beliefs, you know. So... Let's get into the second episode. Thanks everyone for being here and let's do this. You know like on YouTube when you're watching videos uh, of people say yeah. they have like a nanny cam. And there's something mm -hmm. obviously going on with their kid. It's caught on the yeah. camera. You can see things happening. and You know I'm not saying they're all real. But... Mm -hmm. Some, I mean, a lot of them look look like something's really going on because of the reaction of the kid and mm -hmm. the reaction of the parents. You know, they yeah. ain't been to some acting school, and it's kind of hard to fake stuff like that if you're, you know, not trained, I would imagine. But mm -hmm. this, it always kills me that they see that, oh, there ain't nothing here. Go back to sleep, and they close them back in that room. It's yeah, like, you know, welcome back in. Us natives, we're not like that. All Everybody, oh, no. get into one room, on one bed. You're going to stay in here with me. You're not going back in there, you know? it's Yeah. You know, I, I, that's more of what I see <clears throat> with, with us. We don't, we don't do that. We don't just brush it off, like, with our... That, that's the other thing, you know? I think why it's so hard for us natives to share with non-natives is just that, too. This is another... I guess the other side of the yeah. coin with belief. We know what yeah. we believe, and we also know what 
other outsiders think about our beliefs, right? Yeah. They, oh, you guys are smoking the peace pipe, you know, say these kinds <laughs> of things, you know what I mean? And, and, and after a while, because we live in two worlds, you know, a lot yeah. of us more than that, like, as a veteran, that's its own world. Uh, as as a, mm -hmm. being off the res, that's its world. Being on the res, that's its own world. You know, we, we walk multiple worlds. Mm -hmm. And across all of those, you kind of learn to not really, really share too much, you know, especially being a native coming from the res and raised in traditional ways. You, aside from the fact that you're, you're trying to protect people against certain knowledge, because if they get it, they'll harm themselves or others. Aside from that, you realize these people just don't believe. Even amongst our own people, you know, they don't mm -hmm. necessarily believe. So, you learn to kind of, who you can talk to and who you can't about mm -hmm. certain things. So, I mean, that's the other side of that, I think, the other side of that belief. You don't want to be necessarily ridiculed when you're trying to, like, talk about something you think is serious, you know. Well, you know, and I don't know how you feel about it, and I'm sure some of your folks out there might agree with me or disagree with me, but for me, it's, and I'm sure it's for you too, maybe, um, it's, you know, it scares me to, it scares me to um, share knowledge mm -hmm. with, with uh, some Indian people, but uh, also with non-natives, not because I think they're bad people per se. I mean, you know, we, in every group you have good people, you have bad people, um, especially in this world we live in now. But I guess my fear that that's one of the reasons I don't ever say my name or who my family is and stuff mm -hmm. is because I don't like to, you know, I I don't want to put ridicule upon us. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, as you know, you know, some people get really weird about um, uh, hearing this stuff. And they also get almost, uh, I guess, defensive, maybe even combative towards, towards you, mm -hmm. where... They just, <clears throat> it, it's, I think it scares them, but at the same time, it's really scary for us because when we try to share knowledge, it's like kind of like sharing your, your heart with somebody. There's always a chance it's going to get broke, but there's also a chance that somebody's going to try to put a, you know, try to really hurt you as much as they can. Um, just out of spite. Yeah. Not so much out of, you know, um, that they don't like you. Some people just want to see you fail, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, with Native ways and stuff, you know, me and my, my wife, we talk about stuff like that. She she has a lot more experiences and different things. And so, you know, I never think, oh, well, she's making it up. You know, because I know she has different, because she has her things that happen. And a lot of times I don't understand why they, you know, do the things with her and they don't show me. And it's not because, um, it's not because, uh, 
were anything special. It's just they choose the people they want to show these things to. And so there's always this fear for me to share that with anybody outside of, like, me and you and different ones that grew up with this because it's hard enough being Indian. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's hard, it's hard enough living in two worlds, like you said. You know, we have to balance um, a lot of times between the two. And even amongst our own people, some of them are like that because uh, they got away from their ways or they had a bad experience, um, which is, you know, with any ceremony or any, any kind of thing spiritually, there's good people in it and there's bad people in it. There's people that are, you know, snake oil salesmen, and there's ones that are really out there to help and really want to help. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason, those con men and those con women and those snake oil people, they shout the loudest. <laughs> yeah. um, because they want people to follow them. They want people to, you know... Um, hang on to every word, you know, and they want people to, uh, um, basically follow a cult, follow a guru. And then the traditional people that were really raised with this stuff, they, they understand that's not how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You, you work as a whole, you work as a team, but you also are willing to, sacrifice yourself spiritually for others and even sometimes physically in the old ways, you know? Yeah. Because it's not about you. It's about helping, you know? Yeah. And some some people can't see that. I mean, you know, at least that's my, that's my thought process on it is that that's why a lot of times I don't share a lot with many and that's why I don't say who I am a lot of times. Because um, if I have that kind of fear, you know, who else has that kind of fear? Like, I can speak to the things that happened to me and some of the stuff that uh, my relatives have told me about experiences, like, and maybe next time we'll talk about, you know, things like, and this is something people don't hear about much, but twisted faces. Oh, yeah. You know, do you, I mean, how many people have you heard talk about that? But I know a few people that have had it happen to them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's, that's really damn scary. Yeah. That's something I, I don't ever want to happen to me. So all your listeners out there, close your damn curtains. <laughs> close your curtains at night. Jeez, mine, every night they're closed. I just can't. Yeah. You look out there, you're going to get your face twisted. Yeah. Don't go looking in a holy man's house at night. You're going to get, you know, oh, God. growing up with all of those, I remember hearing. <laughs> well, oh, man. Yeah, I know. Once the, light, when, once the sun goes down, our, our curtains go down, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember this old lady, super old, even when I was young. She was such a sweet person. Um, and I remember one time after a ceremony, we had this ceremony and she was going to bed and she said, help me, my boy. You know, you know how old people talk. 
mm-hmm. everybody was my boy or my girl. And she said to me, help me, my boy. I need to go to bed. I said, okay. And she grabbed my arm and I walked her to her bedroom. She got on her bed. She sat down and she looked at me. She said, my boy, she said, close those curtains right now. I said, okay. And I went over and I started closing all those curtains. She said, really not good to have those open at night. I said, I know. <laughs> you know, and she said, good. Don't ever keep your curtains open, ever. Don't be looking out them. Mm-hmm. You hear things. And I always think about that, because that was how they were. You know, a lot of them were. And, and she, you know, just that little, that little knowledge she gave me, it, you know, it just always makes my heart feel good. Because it it was um, her way of passing on her stuff to me in mm-hmm. a sense, you know what I mean. So um, there's protocols, you know. We won't talk about those right now, but there's all kinds of little protocols we live by, and that's why I'm saying, you know, like this knowledge that we talk about and stuff like that, and the different things we do. It's scary for us too, because we're doing stuff that we were taught and we never thought we would be doing <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> like like the stuff we were taught you don't think oh well so and so taught me that and you know I'll never use it you know or I don't you know and the next thing you know you're using it oh yeah yeah. you know what I mean and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then you're like wow okay now I see why they were telling me this anyway but, like I said, maybe we'll have to talk more about some other stuff, but I just thought, you know, that sense of Christmas, it, you know, it comes down to belief. Well, if, this is where, like, a lot of this stuff, in, in my understanding, mm-hmm. gets a little, a little mystical. So, those uh, bundle holders, if we could just talk about that for a minute, and um, people don't, yeah. probably don't know what bundle holders are. I mean... Mm-hmm. What they are are keepers of uh, gifts, I guess you could say, blessings to our people. They keep these blessings. They mm-hmm. take care of them, and they're they're physically they're they're in a bundle. That's why we call them bundles. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine, but there's different. Um, how would I say it? gifts inside there that they mm-hmm. use, and uh, there's whole stories behind them. And, and these gifts come to us by spirits. If if you can. Uh, we can translate it to say to the Catholic side mm-hmm. or, or the, they would be angels that mm-hmm. gave us these gifts, right? So, mm-hmm. or even sometimes from, from God himself, give us these mm-hmm. gifts. So that's what, that's what bundles are. So anyways, these bundle holders, when, when they're transferred those rights, their mm-hmm. spirit is transformed. Um, it's no longer just regular old, say rod, it's transformed into mm-hmm. something more that can handle all of that, uh, mm-hmm. how would I say it, that power, that, that life force that flows through that and through you. You, you can mm-hmm. handle it. You won't get harmed if you're trans, transferred these rights. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. when they pass these bundles on and they transfer their rights to somebody else for them to take care of it now so it keeps going forward and keeps alive in our tribe, a part of their life force is in that bundle. 
So mm-hmm. if y'all can imagine that, that's another mm-hmm. what he's talking about with the fear of of sharing some of this stuff here. Mm-hmm. Your life force, your your life is kind of on the line. You you better choose right who you're going to give these to with some of these gifts, because mm-hmm. it's not just so cut and dry. It's uh, it's really a powerful thing, and you know I don't mean to get too mystical on everybody, but that's kind of mm-hmm. yeah. why that's yeah. another reason why we don't share as much as we. You know, yeah. you probably think we should at times. I have a friend, he always asks questions. Well, why is this? Uh-huh. Wait, man, you just don't ask. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> it. If you're told, they'll tell you. You know, if you're meant to know mm-hmm. these things, you, you it'll come to you in your life. And yeah. a lot of people, unfortunately, are, are uh, impatient. They don't oh, want to yeah. wait. They don't want to wait. And, uh, you know, because a lot of these things, you live your whole life. From a little boy. Not everybody's going to be a bundle holder. Not everybody's oh. going to have a pipe or any of these things. But the people that are chosen for these things and past rights to, they they have a responsibility to use that stuff in the correct manner. So mm-hmm. he was talking about these other ones. They're basically showboaters. They're, um, like he said, the snake, snake oil salesmen. They're, yeah. they're in it to, you know, boast, to brag, to... To bring themselves up in their own way by their egos. And, uh, you know, a lion don't have to say it's a lion, you know. <laughs> yeah. They just, you know, that. so we spot these people. We know who they are, you know. Mm-hmm. We know how they are just by how they act when they're around these mm-hmm. different ceremonies. Or even when they're just talking to you away from a ceremony. We oh, We yeah. know what they are. And so that's why a lot of times they don't. You know, we don't share certain things like that. And if I mm-hmm. if I had those gifts, I'd be guarding them too like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the little amount that I know, I, I even kind of keep close to my chest. Mm-hmm. I won't share certain things yeah. because, well, for one, you don't, you don't talk about things. Like, uh, just for an example, that guy that yeah. killed all those people down in Arizona when he was running sweats on his own, but he was never transferred the rights. Remember that happened a while back, maybe in the 90s, 2000, somewhere? Yeah, I remember so, that. So this guy, the way I think that happened was he was around some natives one time. And uh, mm-hmm. he must have been asking questions. Well, how do you build that lodge? Or he was at yeah. a sweat lodge and asking these questions. Somebody told him, right? And that's what happens when you share too much. They, they, yeah. There's a chance those people that are looking for it like that. See, because he was charging money to do those. Mm-hmm. And we don't charge, you know, you're not supposed to charge yeah. money for any of this stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, anyways, he, he was doing that, using it in the wrong way. And guess what? People got killed. So yeah. there's reasons why a lot of times we're kind of afraid to talk about certain things and... You know this. And well, that. yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you can even look on TV and YouTube videos and stuff like that. And my favorite little trope they have is always, "I say it's my host." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. And and those ghosts are still appearing. <laughs> and and it's like, um, you don't even know what that is that you have in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I don't, you know, I don't want to make people like that we have all the answers, first of all. Right. But but I also think that you're right 
uh, with all what you just said, you, um, uh, that knowledge is is really important. And folks that, like you were saying, saying you know, um, that are boastful, arrogant, all this stuff, a lot of times they don't have it, um, if that makes sense. They don't have that spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just playing the game. And I know that once that, you know, once something like really does happen, where maybe a spirit comes into their ceremony or something, or something happens, it freaks them out. And they're usually out of the game by then, you know, because that mm-hmm. scares them so bad. There, And I've seen people go nuts. Um, literally go nuts from playing around with it. Um, you know, playing medicine man, medicine woman, whatever. Ooh, yeah. And literally lost their minds. Lost, in some extreme cases besides that, you know, it lost, I remember one guy lost, um, he was running around trying to say he was a medicine man because he came to one of our ceremonies and all the people told him his friends and stuff that had participated in that, they said, you can't be doing that. And he, oh, no, no, I'm okay. You know, I, so he was running around trying to tell all these people from where he was from about how I did this. And, you know, I want you, you know, you got, you got to pay me to come talk at your colleges and hmm. blah, blah, blah. Within a week, he lost his job, his wife, his home, and his clothes. <laughs> Jeez. And and I don't know what happened from that point on because I asked one of his friends that lived by him and they told me the whole story. And they we they said we told him, you can't be acting that way. You're going to get hurt. And he lost everything within a week. And it was it was just like and I liked the guy. Don't get me wrong. I actually liked the guy. I didn't know he was that way though. You know, I was young and and. <laughs> At that time, you know, uh, I could say that I, um, and I still do, but I mean, at that time, I was more naive about how people acted and did things, and it surprised the heck out of me, and and he, um, of course, got taught a real valuable lesson, and um, it was like with bundle holders, like you were saying, you know, once you you become something like that, you have to have a, a good heart to carry that stuff. Yeah, there's people out there that don't have good hearts, so to speak, and have carried that stuff, um, and it's always backfired on them. And eventually, I mean, you know, it might take it a little second, but the way our world works is that once uh, once they backfire on you, they backfire on you. You know, they don't go after you. They go after everybody you love. Mm-hmm. And, and that's scary. Yeah. Um, I always look at bundles as like... At least how I was explained it, kind of. They're like kids, right? Yeah. How you love your kids and what you put into your kids is how they're going to turn out. And when you get something like that, that's passed to you to lead people and help people, how, how you put your energy into it is how it's going to help. If you get it and you're you know, a mean person and treating people like crap and doing all this terrible stuff. Like I say, you know, go to church on Sunday and then sin the rest of the week. Um, the same idea. 
and um, that energy goes into that, and then you have this grown kid that's, of course, just a terrible person to be around. And so, like with any smudges, your smudges, things like that, what you put into them is what you're going to get out of them. And so, you know, like when you went and helped those folks, you put 100% of your good thought and good intent and everything into that, and that's that, that made that medicine strong. And so, again, it comes back down to belief and really put in 100% of yourself into that. Not to the point where you're blindsided either, but, you know, you, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, intent. What's your intent, <laughs> you know? Is your intent good, or are you just there to look at me, uh, on <laughs> strong Native American? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I come here to bless your house. <laughs> you never smile, you just look really hard and distant. <laughs> yeah, you look like a deer in a headlight. Look way off. did i leave the iron on (laughs) but that's you know when you see people like that too because you've seen them at ceremonies like that where they they get that far off look (laughs) they're like trying to stand there yeah yeah back and this is how we do it back where i'm from (laughs) you're like what the hell been watching way too many john wayne movies or something because uh this is weird, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and those people usually end up getting teased and they don't know what to think because everybody's <laughs> teasing them, and it's like, I'm sorry to tell you, but the books lie, <laughs> you know, yeah. they give you they give you a little bit, but if you're standing there going, back in my time, <laughs> you get that, that long, you know, that long, drawn-out answer, mm. you know, mm. back in my time. <laughs> Back when the bear flew with the eagle, <laughs> <laughs> and the rivers ran deep, and the, yeah, <laughs> no, nothing, no, I'm just saying that, you know, that's kind of the attitude, they mm-hmm. have this big rehearsed, I guess, rehearsed speech in their head, you know, and, and I'd always talk about spirits and stuff, but I mean, you know, just to give, you know, whoever's listening, you know, some, some context, you know, these, these things that we talk about, these things that happen to us and stuff, um, I think they happen to us a lot more often out of population of the peoples of the earth is because um, we're still connected to them, you know? We, we, still, we still have that, um, oh, what's the word? Um, fate that our ancestors are with us, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, I think that's why things happen, like, you know, like, uh, uh, old, uh, elder that I often talk to, and I, um, I haven't got to talk to him in a long time, but I, I think I touched a little bit on this when, last time we talked, but he was telling me, he said, you know, a lot of times, you, you hear these stories like we're, we're telling right now. Um, and some people, they it's like they have these things happen to them all the time, all the time, you know, like 
like uh they can get haunted in a paper bag kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and um but he said you know and i i asked him i said you know this stuff doesn't always happen to me but when things do happen to me i mean it's it's full-on happening it's not this halfway kind of stuff mm-hmm. um you know, you you see these things, you you hear them, and you 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 sense them, and they're not they're not like question. You know, you, you don't have a question of what's happening to you. You you know what's happening to you. Um, and some people disagree with that, but um, you just know it's it's such a interesting thing. Um, and I said, you know, I, I've seen these people that shoot every. It's like Things happen to them all the time. Oh, this happened to me. Oh, I saw this. Oh, this happened to me. I said, am I doing something wrong? <laughs> you know, because um, this doesn't happen to me at all. You know, things like, you know, I'll hear them tell these big giant stories. And maybe it's some, I think sometimes some people are so, oh, um, what's the word, wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. So they do sometimes create their own, you know, because I don't think everything that happens to you is a spirit and things like that. Um, but there are some obvious things that happen to you that are just, you know, there's no question. Yeah. And I asked him that, and he said to me, he said, well, it's kind of like this. He said, you know, those folks that have these things happen to them a lot, he said, they don't, they don't believe. <clears throat> he said, they don't have... Um, they believe, he said, if this makes sense, he said, they do believe, but they don't believe as strong as they should believe. He said, some people, those spirits are drawn to them more. And, um, um, so yeah, it's kind of like those spirits are kind of pushing them along, trying to get them to that, to that level of, well, not level, but to that, that point in their life where they don't need to have that stuff happen to them all the time over and over because they have that belief and faith together. And it's combined and it's strong. He said, you're like me. He said, "Where when I was young, he said, I'd be at ceremonies with my, my dad, he said, and um, all these people come, they'd have all these different spirits, blah, 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 stories, things like that, visions, things like that happen to them. And he asked his dad the same question. He said, why doesn't this ever happen to me? You know, I'm hearing all these, you know, things from these different people. And he said, that's because they need it. He said, they need it to push them. He said, you don't need it to push you because you already have that belief. He said, sometimes it, you know, yeah. He said, when it does happen to you, it's because there's a purpose behind it. He said, some of it is for different folks that have it happen to them a lot. It's because they're always explaining it off or they just need a little bit of more belief and push. He said, I'm not saying that um, that people that have this happen to them a lot are, like, making it up. He said, what I'm saying is that sometimes that's how those spirits work. They they have to push them to keep them kind of on that uh, road, so to speak, if that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, like when things happen to me, like different um, uh, spirits or whatever, um, I pray about it. And I try not to let it worry me, and I try not to, um, well, I don't try. I pray, and I say, okay, I'm okay. And just like you were saying when helping those people, I just put myself in there and put my prayers into that medicine, and I say, 
it's good. It will be okay. And I walk away, you know, mm-hmm. and don't look back. And you know that, you know, and that's why when you help people like you did, um, it works because you're putting your whole self into it. And so those things don't come along and have to prove anything to you. They just show up when they, you know, and instead when they show up, they just show up and they tell you, okay, you need to do this or blah, 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 you know. Hmm. And, um, I mean, that's, that's just how he explained it to me and I, and that's the impression I got is that sometimes some folks just need a little bit more push. It has nothing to do with them not completely believing. They just need that push to keep them on that path, so to speak. And then there's those rare ones that constantly communicate with spirits and stuff and uh, that they're using them as, you know, um, to help people, you know? Mm -hmm. Like those bundles, you know? Anyway, that's just my thoughts. You know, I could be wrong. (laughs) We can always be wrong. It it reminds me of... I, I think you're right. I mean, geez... You know, remember I was telling you that story when my my dad and that little boy were outside of that that sweat lodge and they were watching mm-hmm. the fire and carrying rocks in when they'd ask, you know. So if anyone doesn't mm-hmm. know, typical sweat has four rounds and first round you load a certain amount of rocks in there that the um, person running the sweat calls for. They'll go one round, open the doors mm-hmm. when it when it's ready, um, take a kind of a break and then when they're ready to go back in they'll call for more rocks and this happens four times right well three times after Mm -hmm. the first round and so anyways this is what they were doing my dad and this little boy uh that boy must have been around oh 10 something like that 11 uh my dad was telling me this he says yeah we were we were sitting there and um they were sitting on this big stump you know great big stump where take about four men to move that stump must have been like a chopping block you know splitting wood yeah and so uh so we're just sitting there staring at that staring at those (laughs) rocks and that fire and that boy he said he's kind of asked me he says you believe in this stuff my dad looked (laughs) at him and he says well yeah it's real i don't know Mm -hmm. if i believe in it Mm -hmm. my dad's quiet and uh (laughs) just said they called for rocks uh or they called for that door to be open. Everybody kind of was coming out um, and taking a breather. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, they were calling for rocks. So they, you know, they must have got up off of that stump and they start hauling the rocks in there. And they close the door and they go to sit back on that stump. Here, that stump's all the way up on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my dad looked, that little boy, was, uh, my dad said, oh, that boy, you should have seen how he looked at me. Is his mouth open, looking up at that rock, looking at me. I mean, looking up oh, at that, that stump, stump yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad said, "See, I told you it's real." Is that they're just trying yeah. to show you? <laughs> yeah, and and that's what it is. It's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, they're just they're just trying to kind of reinforce it, mm-hmm. give you that that foundation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Another one. Um, so, you know, it's uh, we all realize that um well when you look at geez i don't even know if i want to go there 
Well, yeah. Let me just put it this way. We have different views about the Bible if you were um, raised in a traditional way. You have yeah. different views about it because our, our, our ways, um, mm -hmm. they're really similar in that, you know, the Bible mm -hmm. talks about these good words, these good deeds, all of these mm -hmm. ways you're supposed to be. And that's kind of like how similar ours is, you know, it's all these good ways and how to be. And Well, yeah. there's like a lot of differences too, though. Where, mm -hmm. where it's kind of hard to bridge the gap between the two ways. For me, it is anyways, yeah. and and I've always struggled yeah. with that. But uh, one thing that really kind of helped me was that you know that story I told you about uh, mm -hmm. uh, old Philip Wells, and um, so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell it again here. So old Philip Wells was this guy that lived across the creek. He was um, he's uh, he's our family too you know, on that side, mm -hmm. but my grandpa Teddy's side, but, um, he, uh, he, he could doctor people. He could heal people from certain things. And I don't know specifically what, what gifts he had or what sicknesses he could heal or, or, or anything like that. Specifically, I don't know. I'd have to ask yeah. that side of the family, but, uh, so my grandma, my, my grandpa's mom, um, you know, she got tuberculosis, and that's, in those mm -hmm. days when, when they got tuberculosis, pretty much a death sentence. So, yeah, my grandpa must have been, you know, so old at the time, you know, old enough, because he, I guess he was one of the people that old Philip called upon to help him sing during mm -hmm. this time. Why? So, so she gets that sickness, and one of her friends do too. They, they live over on that side of the creek, and anyways... They go over and they ask him, because they don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. You know, can you heal us? Can you take this away? Yeah. And he says, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to uh, doctor that. He says, but just mm -hmm. wait. He says, um, mm -hmm. I'm going to go sleep. When they say I'm going to go sleep, they mean they're going to go fast. They're going to go ask those spirits for guidance, for help. And so yeah. that's what he did. He, he went and fasted. And uh, he came back. Yeah. And uh, he told them, you know, while he started getting his his helpers and everybody together, he says they yeah. they showed me what to do. He says, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna mm -hmm. do what they what they showed me. So you guys yeah. come here, and I need this amount of singers, and we got to do this, we got to do that, and he started getting it together to doctor, and uh, here it worked. It saved those two women, my grandma and her mm -hmm. friend. They lived. Yeah. That tuberculosis was taken away from them, you know, by old Philip Wells. Well, he um he started talking about what what kind of happened in in general. He didn't tell exactly what they you know what they they gave him, but he said that spirit. He said that come to me and and showed me these things and said he was going to help us. He says uh. He had a beard, and he wore these robes. They were brown. Yeah. And he says, the only thing we know of that's like that man that came to me is this mm -hmm. person they call Jesus. And uh, yeah. on his choker, he didn't know how to signify that, mm -hmm. you know, gift from that spirit. So he he just put yeah. a cross on his choker. He. He has that. There's a picture of him with that cross on his choker. 
Well, these other elders were talking about that at one time too, and they were saying, you know, it's rare that these um, these spirits from from their Bible come and they they mm -hmm. help us and they work with us like this. It's rare. He says, but mm -hmm. it happens. It it really happens. Yeah. He said so. You know, even those old ones that that knew knew this in and out that were raised that way in the real simple times where that, you know, they didn't have all these electronics or distractions they were raised in those old days. Those are the ones that yeah. were really close to all of that. Mm -hmm. And and he understood things on a deeper level, I think. Well, no. they talked mm -hmm. about that. And, and for me, how, how that sits with me is, um, you know, we might not know all the true, true stories of what happened to this mm -hmm to this Jesus in, in his day. The reason I say that is because uh, the the stories are in books. Those books get uh, translated to different languages and, and you lose some of the meaning of a lot of this stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything's wrong. I'm not saying anything's right. I'm just saying there's a chance these stories we hear today might not you know, be, be exactly the way they were told in his day, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But that spirit of who that is, that Jesus, it, mm -hmm. it's a real spirit and it did help us at one time. You know, that's the oh. one time I know about. So, you know, everybody that yeah. says, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. Hey, you might want to rethink some of these things <laughs> like that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and well. vice, you know, and it goes both ways. You know, that Bible, mm -hmm. I think we're wrong. Hey, you might want to rethink because of this one time. This kind of sheds mm -hmm. light on a lot of these these things. And, you know, maybe we've got a lot well, to learn from each other, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, I think it's, you know, it, it, you know, you, you talk about something like that. And it just kind of jarred a memory of uh, a friend of mine. I won't say who it was, but um, years when he was first born, he was telling me this story was back when we were in high school and um when the night he was born it was really raining and thundering and stuff and when he was born uh, something was wrong he wasn't breathing i guess and uh he was a home birth i believe yeah it was a home birth yep and so he told me the story he said um Next thing, you know, they're, you know, freaking out because they don't know what to do. And they're like, oh, my God, you know, he's a stillborn. And next thing, the door, somebody knocked at the door. And they opened the door, you know, they're freaking out by then. And this priest come in. That's the best way to describe him. He come walking in and he went into that room where my friend was born. He picked him up. And he prayed with him real quick. And like, I want to say, almost like baptized him or something, but he just prayed with him and stuff and held him and then handed him back to his mother and he was breathing. <laughs> and then he just walked out the front door and that was the end of it. Didn't say a word to anybody. And when they went, you know, running after him to see who he was, he was gone. Oh. And you know he's he's Indian, you know my friend is, yeah. and and he was and it was just such a interesting. I mean, well, it was just 
if you want to say supernatural, that's supernatural. And he just, he said, you know, for whatever reason, this priest came and saved him. And uh, so I think that you're right, that, um, we, we, you know, we don't know the mysteries behind any of this. You know, we, my mom used to say, you know, you, you won't know until you die. Yeah. She said, you don't know anything, <laughs> you know, and, and I, and not saying it, well, she said that to me a couple times, but <laughs> it was more like, you don't know what's on the other side. And, and you got these, these whole worlds, well, our world, where you got all these people out there that are always uh, fighting one another because they, you know, quote unquote, have the right words and their God's more powerful, and and it's just stupid, you know, it really is, because to me it's like the world we come from, our creator is, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, because my belief is that the creator that created us also created everybody else, yeah. and, and it, you know, depending on what you call him, him, her, it, um, that's that energy or that that life, excuse me, life force that gave us all life on the planet, all our little animals, everything, mm -hmm. and and you know, like you were saying, that you know, um, these people wrote books. You know, they wrote about Jesus. They wrote about the apostles. They wrote about you know Moses. They wrote about. Um, all these different religious leaders and and a lot of times just like we were talking earlier how you get those snake oils met, um, salesmen that's they had them in that time too mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of times they use those well I know they use them to their advantage to keep people in a certain place you know um, when I was growing up of course I was learning all the Indian ways but I was also learning things from my Catholic ways, you know. And, um, and I was lucky because it wasn't rammed down my throat. And some of the different things they taught me really, really tied into Indian ways, you know. Um, because, you know, there was this... I remember this story somebody told me one time about um, when the the priests first start coming to this land and they first come to our tribe and they were telling them about Jesus, you know, and they are telling them what he did, his miracles and blah, blah, blah. And the Indian people at that time, from this story that I had heard, said to them, oh yeah? Okay. And why is that special? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and these priests couldn't understand them. They said, no. We're not saying that that's not good. We're saying that we have people like that. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> we have people that can do stuff that he did. Um, and, it can, and, and, and if you read the teachings of you know Jesus through the Bible and stuff, he believed that same thing. He believed, you know, that story about, you know, I know we're kind of getting a little more spiritual here and whatever, but... There's that, that, that story about him and I think it's uh, John on the water 
when he walked on water. And he tells John, after John almost sinks and drowns, he pulls him up onto the water and he tells him, Oh, ye John of little faith. And basically tells him, you have this in you. You can do this. You can do the same thing I'm doing. But you don't have that faith. You have to have that faith to do it. And so I always think about that stuff because that's how, you know, that's how a lot of our tribal people work, is that their faith is the same way. They believe in that power, in that those miracles, mm-hmm. because it's part of their, you know, it's part of, it's part of their ancestry. It's part of their teachings. It's part of, and that's the same with Jesus. He believed that God existed everywhere. He didn't exist just in, you know, one person. Or you know, or you know, or this place, or this place, it, it, it existed everywhere, and that's what he was trying to teach them all. That's why he said, "Ye of little faith," you know, because he was trying to teach him, "Hey man, you, you have that that energy in you. You have that God in you. You are part of it. You are part of it." And anyway, so mm-hmm. I, it's all tied into a lot of stuff. And you know, since it's Christmas, I mean, we can't help but talk about some of the Bible stuff, but. Just like you said, we got to remember that um, um, faith is it's tough. It's tough to have. It's tough to understand. It's it's tough to believe. You know, there's days when it's really hard to be a human, let alone you know an Indian person, um, you know, um, or you know, or any kind of minority, or even you know non-minority. Uh, it comes down to. I really believe trying to help each other, you know. Um, if you can't do that, then, you know, what's the what's the point? You know, what's the point of you? You're just a, you're basically a waste of space if you can't look beyond your own self, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, um, no, that's good talk, you know. Good, good, uh, good stuff, you know. Some of those little uh, spooky stories in there, of course. Yeah. But, you know, since it's kind of a Christmas thing, you know, yeah, it's kind of a philosophical time of the year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that for every, anybody who's actually listening out there uh, to us, you know, I hope that um, we gave them a little food for thought and they look at the new year coming up as a, as a way to uh, maybe follow their spiritual path more, you know. Yeah. To repent. Repent. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, <clears throat> just to um, look at their life. You know, I, I, I'll i be honest, you know, to me, no matter who you are or, you know, what your belief is or whatever, you can be a better person no matter what, no matter... How many times you screwed up in this life, or, or are still screwing up, or whatever? It's it's a tough road, but you can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's that's just how I look at it, you know. Um, because none of us are angels. None of us, are, you know, we we're quick, you know. Sometimes we're quick to anger. Sometimes we're selfish. Sometimes we're greedy. You know. Sometimes we're we're downright mean to one another and it's a matter of stopping yourself and really looking at yourself and saying, is this kind of a legacy I want to leave behind? Because 
um, it's it's important to leave at least some improvement in the world, no matter where you're at in life. You know. Yeah. I mean that's that's me. You know, I I really I really try. You know, I've really tried hard in my my life to <clears throat> uh, do good, try to do good things as 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 much as possible. And and sometimes it's really tough, um, especially when you have the world kind of coming at you and stuff like that. And that's it's a it's a work in progress every day. You know, <laughs> I always try to do good deeds when I you know mm. got the chance. I try not mm-hmm. to uh, let those opportunities pass by me. And, and I'm with you, man. I know I'm not a saint. I ain't, a, I ain't perfect. I ain't, you know, it's just, I'm not even yeah. about that. I'm not trying to brag or anything like that. It's all, no. you know. Today I was driving home, you know, from uh, uh-huh. work. Yeah, I work today. Don't, don't, don't stone me. <laughs> I work today, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I was driving home and I seen this little kid. You know, it's cold out today and he's standing on a corner. Yeah. He's all bundled up in a... He looked warm enough once I got out and talked to him, but I, I was at this four-way stop and he was standing on one side and he was he was in these overhauls and had his little toque on and gloves and stuff and he's kind of had a little stand out in front of him. He said hot cocoa and uh, he kind of hand drew his sign and everything and I didn't have no cash so I, I passed by and I, in my mind I said, well, I'm going to go over here to this nearest convenience store i'm gonna get out use that atm and then i'll i'll swing back through and i'll buy a cup of hot cocoa from him you know so i go to that convenience store and you know how it is when you're doing good deeds it was out of service so i gotta drive to another one (laughs) i drive to this other one and i finally get what i need it's across the other side of the town ain't no big town though but still so I go over there, yeah. like, while well, I'm on a mission now, I committed, I'm thinking. <laughs> so I, yeah. I go and I get the money, and um, I, I drive all the way back over there. It's on the other side of town now, so I get back over there, and uh, I park right there. I get out, and I said, uh, you got a hot cocoa for sale? I said, yep. I said, well, I'll take a cup, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was looking at his sign. I said, did you draw that? And he says, yeah, I drew that. But he could tell you it was kind of shameless. I said, geez, that looks nice. Good job. Just kind of poured me mm-hmm. that cocoa, put the lid on, and gave me a little candy cane. And, uh, hey, you know, he was selling them for, uh, oh, geez, what was it? Dollar, I want to say. I gave him $40. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that cup, you know, my, my other daughter's kind of sick now. I took that cup home, and I, I give it to her. But anyways, I, I mm. gave that money to him, and um, I went back into my truck, and I start driving away. Jeez, he really ran to his mom, you know, because his oh, mom was oh. in the car just right over there. He was just happy, you know. Those little things were, like, for me, I, I like mm-hmm. seeing uh, a little kid trying hard. I, I, I just yeah. like seeing that. It's Christmas Eve. He's standing out there, you know, yeah. trying to earn some money. For, I don't know for what. You know, maybe he was trying to get a present for somebody. Who knows? But yeah, just to see that little kid trying hard, I, I wanted to do a good deed for that kid so oh, yeah. so i did you know i i went out of my way to well geez i don't know just help him make make, make them feel better mm-hmm. have them have good in their heart today or something i don't know 
you know no, these these little no, things that. like that I I don't uh, I don't pass those up I try to do things like that it ain't necessarily with buying a oh you know paying like that for a coconut but I mean that <laughs> this is where I always oh, kind of yeah, get kind of goofy but even those spiders, I always talk about those spiders, and I save them spiders too. I don't want them to be killed. <laughs> Everybody sees in their first reactions, they kill it. <laughs> like, oh, geez, what if you got killed just for how you look? You know, how fair <laughs> well, is that? that <laughs> you know, but it's just a sad yeah. thing to think about. Like, ah, oh, come here, spider, I'll help you. These guys are all scared of you. Don't worry about them. I'll I'll throw you yeah, out so yeah, you can I go can. get some food. <laughs> oh, you know, I try to, too, but, they, you know, I say, you guys stay away from me, and I won't bother you. As soon as you cross a certain threshold, I'm sorry, you're, you're going down. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I get it, I get it. You know, and, and I think that's, like I said, you know, it's the upbringing uh, with us, um, you know, and, and and I'm not, you know, I think everybody can get to that, you know, where they're, they think about stuff like that, not just this time of year, but all time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like I take, when I go to certain, you know, ceremonies and stuff, I'll take things for um, little, you know, the little animals like cats and dogs and, and you know, as, as our Lakota brothers and sisters would say, you know, the four-legged, you know? Mm -hmm. And I always bring them offerings. Because they're part of our spirituality too. They're a big part of our spirituality. Yeah. And uh, people people forget that. Like it's really weird. They do. You know. It's like I I've taken like offerings for um, dogs and cats and stuff. <clears throat> and people always look at me weird. And, <laughs> and some Indian people, not all Indian people, but a couple Indian people are like, really? I'm like, yeah why wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. And they're like, uh, I don't know. Well, you pray, you know, if anybody out there knows anything about, you know, tribes, we consider animals sacred. And so, it makes sense, right? <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. And and people don't ever think like that, you know? It's more like, uh, you know, I brought these offerings for so-and-so, and that's fine and all, all but when was the last time you said, oh, I brought my offering for, um, you know, my dogs or my cats or, you know, or these, you know, because for us, you know, of course, the black bee and a lot of tribes, but dogs are sacred. And um, so because they helped us during the dog days, you know, mm -hmm. and so they're considered really sacred. You know, a lot of people, they go to Browning and stuff and they, why do they have so many dogs up there? Well, it's like going to India. Why do they have so many cows? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's because they believe those are ancestors. They believe they're, you know, they're they're sacred to them. Just like us, you know? That's why, you know... And people don't understand that because they're either too ignorant or too judgmental, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, because, you, you know, you have to love everything, no matter what it is or what it isn't, you know? Um, like I was telling you about that, uh, you know, different elders told me, they said, you know, you can be in a ceremony, say, like a sweat. And everybody in there is equal, no matter what walk of life they came from. 
Well, your best friend could be sitting next to you, and you have to love your best friend like you love your best friend. But let's say the other person sitting next to your best friend is somebody that murdered somebody. Well, you have to love that person just as much as you love that best friend. Mm-hmm. Because that's what those ceremonies are about. They're not about ego. They're not about who's better or who's worse, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, again, that comes down to, and it's just in our DNA, and, you know, well, not DNA, but just, you know what I mean? It's, in, it's just inborn in us. Maybe it is in our DNA. But, um, um, it's, it's about compassion. It's about um, having love for people. I mean, yeah, there's, there's the flip side of all these spiritual teachings and stuff that there is, you know, there's always consequences, um, but they, they, they're justified in the way they do it, you know, and with our people, it was all about balance, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't about um, revenge or vengeance, you know, it was about balance, balance and everything else, yeah, yeah, there was bad people out there and even in the old times and stuff but it's all about balance too it's about uh, taking the teachings you're learning same with the bible if, you know like my mom you know like i said you know she lived the bible every day of her life and it, i i looked at her as um the person that taught me the most about um spirituality in the sense of how to um keep balance in your life and how to pray and, and how to do things. Um, she taught me a lot. And same with, you know, the, the old man, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, it was always about, you know, we're not perfect, but we strive to work towards that. And we care and we show compassion. And I'm not saying they were perfect because I know they weren't either, but they acknowledged that. They always acknowledged that. And, <clears throat> um, you've seen people out there, you know, hell, you can just turn on your TV and you can listen to these different, you know, we won't name names, but, you know, you listen to these different preachers on TV and stuff like that that will, you know, totally send me all your money and, you know, help me afford the newest jet or the newest house or, you know, because God wants me to have that. <laughs> That's the only way you can get into heaven, you know brothers and sisters, you know, and, and I really pity them in the afterlife Mm -hmm. because of the things they do. They're not, they're not real holy men. They're not real holy women, you know, Mm -hmm. they're charlatans, you know, they, they play the game and they know, you know, and their belief, I would say their belief's not even there. They don't have belief. They don't have true spirituality. The only God they have is them, you know, like, the old pun says, the old mighty dollar. And unfortunately, unfortunately, people fall for that. And we have the same kind of people in our ways, too. Mm-hmm. There are people that fall for that, too. And it's really, it's really, it hurts my heart, but it also scares me, you know, because um, it's, you know, it's all about balance, and eventually, when the balance is on balance, things happen that aren't always good, or you know, because they want to. So the universe wants to rebalance itself, in other words. Yeah. And and that's just how it is. That's how it's designed, you know. Anyway, 
Well, I better stop talking philosophy. I could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's just my thoughts tonight, and maybe we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anything else, Mr. Mr. Rod? No, that's it. That's all I have, too, for tonight. Yeah, good talk, though. <laughs> yeah, good talk, though. It we'll was. have to talk about the other one we were going to talk about we kind of forgot about. Oh, yeah, we'll kick that one down the road, too. Yeah, save it it for next time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, hey man, have a great Christmas, brother. All right, you too. Well, happy holidays, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed the show. The next episode coming out is a patron episode. It'll be with my brother Jim Williamson. He'll finish telling us some more stories, so we'll put that on Patreon. Hope everyone has a, a safe and happy holiday season and uh, I always I always tell people thank you for for listening to our show we, we really appreciate it you know everybody that all over the world you know, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and to share it and we really do we, we hope a lot of these stories we tell give you guys a lot to think about something to ponder you know wherever you're at whatever you're doing i just hope it all finds you all in a good way all right until next time everyone <laughs>